The WBEN All Local. All Local. Produced by Randy Bushover. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazarowski outside, currently looking at a few clouds. 38 degrees in Buffalo. Buffalo police conducting an internal investigation after a sniper rifle belonging to a Buffalo SWAT officer fell off the roof of a building during Sunday's St. Patrick's Day parade. It all happened on the corner of Delaware and Allen, the gun narrowly missing parade watchers. Police were conducting routine surveillance during the parade. It's believed a gust of wind blew the rifle and its tripod off the building. Fortunately, no one was injured. The Emmett Belknap School in Lockport will remain closed after a Sunday afternoon fire that caused an estimated $300,000 in damage. Students will get remote instruction at their regular class times Thursday and Friday, and reopening is planned for Monday. That fire apparently starting when charging tablet computers stacked together overheated. WBEN's Tom Puckett is here with more on what you should know to avoid a similar situation with your devices. Sunday's fire at Belknap School in Lockport was caused by charging tablets too close to one another. Fire Chief Luca Qualiano says another teacher at tablets store differently. So looking at one of the other classrooms as an example, the other classrooms have metal dividers that the tablets sit in and they maintain about an inch and a half, two inches of separation between the tablets as they're in this divider charging. In addition to keeping space, Garrett Cleversley of Max Solutions Plus says stick to certified chargers. If they don't have a chip, they can put too much charge into the phones or the tablets and you'll, you'll definitely get warmer than normal. I mean, I'm not sure what happened in, in the tablet fire. I know that they were stacked on top of each other, but I'm not sure if they're using certified chargers or or what happened there, but definitely certified chargers and cables will minimize your issues. One other thing to look for? Always double check your chargers and cables for fraying or anything along those lines. If, you know, it feels like it's getting excessively hot, then, you know, switch to a different cable or charger, but definitely if they're starting to fray, then stop using them because then that shielding is broken. More advice online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Well, will the Federal Reserve end its latest meeting the way it has the last few? Daria Albinger says some aren't so sure. It had been considered a given that when the Fed adjourns today, it'll announce another interest rate hike as it tries to bring inflation to the 2% target rate. But that was before the failures of Silicon Valley and Signature Banks, the buyout of Credit Suisse, and the bailout of First Republic Bank. Now some economists are saying raising the benchmark rate any further may place too much stress on the financial system. Others are saying the central bank will still call for a quarter percent increase. Daria Albinger with the latest something we'll be watching today on WBEN. Buffalo fire officials say it was mostly tires that burned in the large fire next to the central terminal. Fire Commissioner Bill Ronaldo talked about the challenges in reaching that fire. It's hard to get to. Uh, so yes, and plus there was a, we had a standoff distance. Uh, Anytime you're uh, fighting a fire in a construction area, you have to uh, think that there's a possibility at least of uh, some propane and standoff distance as well. And we had to raise some uh, aerial ladders uh, to get that standoff distance and to get water on the fire. So there were some access issues uh, early on in the fire. They go to second alarm uh, mostly because uh, there were some not water issues, but we had to relay water uh, a considerable distance because the high risks in that area are low volume. So uh, that took some time and it took some uh, extra apparatus to, uh, to accomplish that task. And the damage was estimated at around uh, approximately $50,000. 
at Two Alarm Fire happening in an area that will be in focus in the coming weeks. Here's WBEN's Brayton Wilson. It's one of the most celebrated days in the city of Buffalo every year as Dingus Day in East Buffalo has become a Polish-American tradition to celebrate the end of Lent and restriction and sacrifice the day after Easter. Dingus is all about renewal and starting over, new growing season, longer days, warmer temperatures. So I don't think there's ever been a better time to celebrate Dingus than it is this year with all the craziness that we've gone through in the world and in this community. Dingus Day is a perfect opportunity for us to start fresh. That's Eddie Dobashevitz, president of Dingus Day Buffalo. As Dobashevitz and his team continues to finalize some matters ahead of this year's festivities, he says there's plenty to be excited about ahead of the 2023 event. While ongoing construction efforts inside Buffalo Central Terminal will keep festivities outside once again, celebrations will still include some great food, great beverages, and also great music. What we'll do is, as we have in years past, set up a huge tented festival area near the Central Terminal. We have a big stage with all kinds of acts, including Jimmy Stir again, 18-time Grammy winner. He's been here before, and the people loved him. We got such an overwhelming response from the last time he was here that we decided to bring him back. It'll be near the terminal, but outside the terminal. But regardless, it will be very festive. It will be colorful, primarily red and white colors, and lots and lots of pussy willows. So it's going to be great. For more details ahead of this year's Dingus Day celebration, be sure to check out the festival's website, dingusday.com. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, Dingus Day coming uh, around the corner and everyone getting ready for it. Lots going on in that area of Buffalo. Well, weeks after the conviction of Alex Murdoff for the murder of his wife and son, new developments on the mysterious death of his surviving son's classmate. Confirmation from South Carolina that the death of 19-year-old Stephen Smith who was found dead on a rural road not far from the Murdaugh property in 2015, is now being investigated as a homicide. Smith's death was deemed a hit-and-run, but no suspect was ever arrested. Buster Murdaugh, Alex's surviving son, was a classmate of Smith's. Rumors have swirled that somehow Buster was involved, which he denies. This family wasn't alone in doubting the hit-and-run theory. A former Highway Patrol lieutenant told our affiliate WCIV he believes Smith was murdered. There's two things that come to my mind. Either he was murdered there or he was murdered elsewhere and dropped there. A law firm representing Smith's family now says, after eight years of being proclaimed a highway vehicular manslaughter, we have a chance to right eight years of wrongs. That's Andrea Fujii. The Smith family raised money in a GoFundMe account to have their son's body exhumed for an independent investigation. A mother accused in Idaho of murdering her children will not face the possibility of the death penalty. Lori Vallow Daybell and her husband Chad are accused of murdering her children. The children went missing in 2020 and the remains were found on his property. The couple was said to have been involved in doomsday scenarios. An Idaho judge is now going against prosecutors and tossing out the possibility of the death penalty for Vallo Daybell. Her defense brought up a number of issues, including violations by the government and that Idaho doesn't have the chemicals needed to kill people on death row. Alex Stone, EBC News. Yeah, we'll be talking more about the death penalty in Idaho and some of the things they're talking about coming up uh, not too far from now on WBEN. Well, a soggy California slammed by yet another storm. Tens of thousands of people losing power 
river as people from L.A. to the Bay Area brave flooded homes, downed trees, and washed out roads. 60-mile-per-hour winds forcing a ground stop at San Francisco's airport yesterday. Just north of Oakland, dozens of people rescued when an Amtrak train derailed after hitting a downed tree. Drivers also facing dangerous conditions. A section of freeway in the East Bay damaged by heavy rain. And at least two drivers were killed after trees fell onto their cars. Down trees and high winds also slowing down emergency responders. It's Rhiannon Alley with the report. And they're just getting pummeled there. And no Winnie the Pooh horror movies for theater goers in Hong Kong. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, won't dip its hand into the Hong Kong honey jar. Christopher, we need to leave. The bizarre genre mashup leaving Hong Kong theaters before it even started playing. It was supposed to debut Thursday in about 30 locations as well as Macau. But its distributor, Seven Pillars Entertainment, says in a statement that won't happen. That the film, quote, failed to meet the audience. One theory is that Chinese censors banned it as the bear has been seen as a protest tool against China's president, Xi Jinping. A 2018 Winnie the Pooh movie was banned in China. Jason Nathanson, ABC News. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, mostly cloudy and warmer for your Wednesday. Temperatures today in the low to mid 50s. Now tonight, rain is likely overnight lows in the low 40s. Rain on Thursday, temperatures in the low 50s, partly sunny and windy on Friday with temperatures in the low 40s. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Kowski. Joining us this morning on WBEN, Ed Hutton, Director of the Financial Markets Laboratory at Niagara University. Ed, there is a huge amount of attention on this Fed meeting and what they decide today because of inflation and because of recent bank failures. It seems like there's a lot at stake. Yeah, yeah. good morning, Susan. Uh, There is a lot. Uh, Of course, everybody's always looking at what the Federal Reserve does, but it seems that uh, because of the banking problems that have happened in the last uh, two or three weeks, it there's a lot of uh, extra scrutiny on the Fed, and the Fed is really in a tough position right now. It, it, the chairman, Jay Powell, came out uh, a couple of weeks ago in his testimony to Congress, and he said, we are going to keep fighting inflation. We're going to keep raising rates because it looks like the economy is, is too hot. Uh, and, and everybody said, okay, good. He, you know, he's going to keep fighting inflation. And then with what happened out with Silicon Valley Bank and First Republic and these other banks, the, the question really became, have these rate increases that the Fed has done, is it causing uh, a, a banking crisis? Is it causing uh, smaller banks, these mid-sized banks, to fail? And so uh, today what they're going to try to do is to, is to walk a fine line between continuing to fight inflation and uh, uh, not raise it so far that they're going to put more pressure and cause more problems at these uh, smaller banks. Okay, well, if you knew the answer, I mean, what you'd be <laughs> like everyone would be calling you. But I which is the greater concern right now overall for the economy? If they um you know, assuming they were planning on going forward with another interest rate hike, should that still be the plan because we're, the higher prices felt by everybody is still a greater concern than, you know, whatever amount of banks might have over-leveraged themselves with these bonds. Yeah, I'll tell you that I, I had a chance to look at at the Silicon Valley Bank and some of the some of the programs and things that they had done that led to their eventual failure. And I really think that you can trace this to just really, you know, honestly, a very poorly run bank. They made some really bad decisions. They 
they didn't have the kind of uh, uh, risk uh, programs, risk strategies. They they didn't do a lot of things that you know. Frankly, I uh, if I were if I were grading their performance uh, as a as a professor, uh, I, I would have given them a D or an F. Uh, they they made a lot of bad decisions. I think that. Uh, uh, I agree with you, Brian, that it's really important that the Federal Reserve continues to bring down inflation. They could really use, lose a lot of credibility if they were to stop the program to fight inflation today. I want to ask you about inflation. I mean, I'm hearing more people than ever question the Fed's rate hike strategy more than ever. I mean, High prices are on everything. They don't seem to be falling. Uh, people who have a low mortgage rate, they don't want to sell their home to buy a new one because of today's rates. I mean, is interest rates the best way to go at this? Is it, is it actually working? Well, the, the problem, Susan, is that there's such a long lag uh, between when the Federal Reserve raises rates. And when we talk about the Federal Reserve raising rates, we, we kind of give them uh, too much power. We think that they're, they have too much effect with raising this particular type of rate that they raise. It can take a long time. It can take six months, eight months, 12 months for the time when the Federal Reserve raises rates to when inflation starts to come down. Uh, and so what we've seen, and even though it may seem like we've been doing this for forever uh, on this Federal Reserve rate hike. It's just been a year. And so looking at economic history, this is about when it should start to kick in. Uh, so it's really hard because it's such a, such a long lag time between do we get any effect. Uh, having said that, there does seem to be some uh, uh, instances where a lot of the inflation is starting to come down. And so I, I I think that I think it's working. Maybe it's taking a lot longer. Uh, the, how much longer can it take um, before you know we start to see more problems from inflation? Um, I, and what does working? You know, where is that level that we're going to settle into? Because I, I think a lot of people are still are you know of the mindset right now that you know, wow, I hope prices come down, but we're not thinking anymore that they're going to come down to a level that we were used to in, say, 2018. Yeah, we. Th this is the idea, Brian, of the soft landing. You know, are we going to have a soft landing? Well, when, when we talk about a soft landing, what we mean is can the Fed bring inflation down quickly enough without causing the economy to, to crash? And it looks like that's probably the situation. It looks like it may not be the softest of landing, but it's not going to be a crisis landing. It's not going to be a crash. Uh, there are going to be losers along the way. And some of these banks that have not been uh, as well run as others are, uh, are going to suffer from that. But the other thing to remember, though, about, uh, about the Federal Reserve rate hikes is that there are people that are benefiting right now. Uh, for the first time, uh, people that have savings accounts, uh, money market accounts, CDs, uh, for a long time, the rates on those were so low that people really didn't uh, uh, have any alternative but to invest in a risky stock market that they didn't want to be in because you just couldn't earn any money uh, on a CD or uh, in a bank account. And that has changed completely over the last year. 
Uh, right now in bank accounts, you can earn close to 5%. That's really getting back to a much more normal situation for people that don't want to endure the risk of the stock market. So, yes, it is causing pain, but we have to take a look at some of the groups that are benefiting. You know, on banks, Ed, you even said it, um, some are run better than others. But it seems like there's this, you know, you can't let a bank fail in this country. Why not let a bank fail? Well, I agree with you, Susan. I, you, you, I think there's going to be situations when you uh, have to let a bank fail. I, I, I certainly remember uh, in a financial crisis in 2007, all of the confusion that it caused when the Federal Reserve and the FDIC and the Treasury Department were rescuing certain banks but not others. Uh, and there was a, uh, an inconsistent application of, of who was going to be rescued and who didn't. And as with the benefit of hindsight, looking back then, we can see that that was one of the causes of the financial crisis of 2007-2008, because people didn't know uh, where there would be a rescue and where there wouldn't be. So that is one of the uh, uh, criticisms right now. Uh, let let the banks that have been poorly run fail. Uh, let them, or at least make their invest, make their depositors have to wait to get their money back. And so, I'm not sure that I agree with uh, with exactly the way that things have been happened with uh, Silicon Valley and, and Signature Bank and those others. But uh, well, that's the uh, that's the program that's in place. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning. Produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.